Hello and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy people healthy. I'm Stephanie Webster. I'm a nutritional therapist based in Harley Street, London, specialising in extreme fat loss for busy executives and entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur myself, I like to find slick solutions to health problems. To help me with that mission, today we have the honour of having Mr. Solomon Abramovich on the show. Dr. Solomon, you're a consultant otolaryngologist or ENT surgeon, and you were appointed as a consultant staff of St. Mary's Hospital, Imperial College and Central Middlesex Hospital. And you're a senior consultant surgeon of the ENT department before leaving the NHS in 2016 to concentrate on independent private practice on Harley Street. And you have featured on the Tatler's Doctor's Guide several years in a row. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. So tell us what inspired you to become a doctor and why did you choose to specialise in ENT? Well, uh, I always wanted to be a doctor. My father was an ear, nose and throat surgeon as well. And um, uh, I became an, uh, I wanted to do a surgical discipline. Ear, nose and throat surgery uh, looked to me a very interesting specialist um, field where you could um, combine technological developments like endoscopic uh, surgery of the sinuses, the hearing investigations, uh, even the microsurgery of the ear, and that those sort of things um, were very challenging and interesting. They still continue to um, develop and progress. So I work a lot in the field of obesity. How does obesity affect the ears, nose and throat? Well, the obesity it's, um, does have association with uh, a condition called obstructive sleep apnea, uh, which um, uh, compromises uh, the airway, and uh, uh, people find that have episodes of when they hold their breath and choke at night, have to wake up because of that, and. Uh, uh, that naturally disturbs their sleep and during the day where they find that um, uh, they don't perform very well because of that. So uh, that's one of the uh, features uh, where obesity is probably a, a culprit in their good health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are some other uh, things about obesity. It may lead to diabetes, and diabetes may lead to various infections, and uh, we have to deal with those as well, yes. Yes, and you mentioned sleep apnea there, and the sleep quality is affected when a patient has sleep apnea, and I, I, your surgery will help with that. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the best, uh, you know, the best uh, way of starting to deal with that is the blood is the uh, weight loss, and then we have to look if there is, in addition to that, uh, compromised uh, airway. So we look if there is nasal obstruction or blockage in the nose, which um, also could be a, a culprit for. Uh, or contribute to uh, sleep apnea, and that could be corrected surgically and improve nasal airway and improve um, and have a very positive effect on uh, combating sleep apnea. Sometimes there are very big uh, tonsils, which also 
compromise the airway and uh, that's sometimes a little bit more often in children where they're so big that um, they can't breathe very well together with a condition called adenoids where they're behind the nose there is also physiological enlargement of some tissue called adenoids and they all together may cause difficulty in breathing so yes that's another aspect Yes, and a lot of people do suffer with sinus issues. And how do impaired sinuses affect oxygen going to the brain, concentration, memory? Uh, what are the most common symptoms you find in your clinic? Uh, you know, there is a condition of uh, nasal uh, polyps or rhinosinusitis, which also can block uh, the nose uh, and also... Uh, because of the nasal blockage and uh, underventilation of the sinuses, uh, they can get uh, infections, uh, facial aches and headaches, and again, improving the nasal airway and improving the condition of the sinuses by doing various endoscopic uh, sinus surgery. Um, uh, one can um, improve uh, the well-being of the people, yes. Mm-hmm. And that you've helped sports professionals and you've also helped uh, music professionals. I'll start with the sports and the balance disorders that you've helped cure. What are balance disorders and how can they affect people who practice sports and even just day-to-day life? Well, I mean, uh, the balance disorders is a very uh, wide um, spectrum of the condition, starting with... Um, post-viral infections of the very inner ear and um, that uh, <clears throat> could affect the balance. And then, of course, uh, various head injuries may leave you with the balance uh, problems and uh, like uh, uh, rugby players and footballers. And then there is a condition where... Uh, little particles in the very inner ear get detached and float and that may get short episodes of imbalance and if we can dislodge them uh, by doing special maneuver uh, called epi, we can um, uh, even cure it uh, uh, straight away. So um, there are some other balance problems which um, are not as common as those and that's where there is um, uh, some benign swellings on the uh, balanced nerve called neuromas, and um, that needs attention and sometimes even uh, do exp- more extensive investigations like a scan, um, MRI scan, to clarify on those. Well, thank you very much for that. That was really insightful. I think a lot of the, um, our clients who play rugby would find that a very useful insight. And uh, you have a specialist interest in music and and uh, voice disorders in singing professionals. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Maybe you have a case study of a of a patient that you helped. Well, I mean, we see a number of um, uh, people who um, are themselves professionals, voice users, uh, teachers, um, and um, singers. Um, and they uh, usually 
um, some of the people under the stress and uh, they work with their computers, uh, that uh, posture and uh, bad work arrangements of the workplace cause stress and strain of the paralaryngeal and neck muscles and uh, they, they try to overcome uh, that uh, by um, uh, incorrectly exposing their voice, which gets tired, fades, and that's one condition. So adjusting the workplace and massage and the relaxation of the neck, um, uh, plenty of fluids to drink for hydration, uh, less coffee and tea, naturally no smoking, to avoid pollution may help. The other group, of course, are teachers who speak uh, uh, extensively and misuse uh, their voice and they can get little uh, even uh, uh, what we call nodules or stress stress areas on the vocal cords where the little nodules develop and uh, again speech therapy could help uh, in the early stages and if that's uh, not helpful sometimes we can remove those under the magnification. And then, of course, there are professional singers, uh, and they usually um, uh, have problems when, they, again, they either overexpose their voice and get like uh, blood shots on the vocal cords and overuse them, or sometimes even simple infection and inflammation during that time. They should not. They should refrain from voice exposure so they don't develop even more uh, problem. Um, so these are the categories probably which uh, are the most common. Uh, you know, with uh, people, professional voice users. Um, and, of course, very important that good voice rest, correct voice exposure, correct wo working conditions and uh, adjustment of the workplace, um, and plenty of fluids for good hydration, avoid dehydrating agents like um, uh, excessive drink of coffee and tea, uh, for those users, smoking, pollution, um, that all could um, help. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting that you've touched on these lifestyle factors that can help prevent ENT problems. And um, uh, we noticed that certain foods uh, in, in our coaching practice cause inflammation, certain foods reduce inflammation. Are there other dietary recommendations that you make to your clients for, for them to implement in their healthy lifestyles to prevent ENT problems going forward, particularly if they have recurring infections or recurring issues that could be prevented? Good, uh, as you say, good lifestyle and uh, plenty of clear fluids to drink that the one thing and then avoid infections and upper respiratory tract infections. So, uh, you know, sometimes we recommend uh, nasal good douching to cleanse uh, their nose, post-nasal, uh, the back of the nose and the throat with uh, a special, um, what we call, wash, washes called, um, which have a similar pH, uh, like your lining, they're called, let's say, new meds and rinses, mm -hmm. or 
um, Sterimar nasal sprays to clear the excessive mucus which goes onto the back of the throat, irritates, that dries up, and makes you excessively uh, clear the throat by which you traumatize the edges of the vocal cords and they may get um, rough and um, may not help uh, recovery. Uh, and then, of course, uh, there are people who have a hypersensitive lining and uh, allergies, and then, of course, avoidance of those uh, important. Now, um, good <coughs> control of um, those conditions with anti-inflammatory nasal sprays, or sometimes people who have associated asthma are very important. Um, so <clears throat> they don't get um, excess of that mucus on the vocal cords. Amazing. And if somebody wanted to make an appointment with you to discuss options, where are you based, what do you offer, and what are your contact details? Well, my secretary is uh, on the telephone, uh, 0 I practice at uh, the Platinum Medical Center, um, which is um, at the Wellington Hospital in Johns Wood and in Harley Street area. And uh, uh, there is an email, solomon at abramovich.org.uk. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Solomon Abramovich, for investing your time in helping the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy people healthy.